Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan Schuler, and welcome to the Fortress of Truth, where we look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein by the grace of God. Jesus said, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That is an absolute statement. He is saying, I am the way, the truth, the life. There is no other way to the Father but through Jesus. There is no other truth in the, wor- in the world other than the Word of God. And Jesus is the Word made flesh. And He is the life. We cannot be living, we cannot have real life apart from Him. Ephesians 2 tells us, You has He quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. If you haven't been born again, if you haven't been uh, made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you are spiritually dead. You are separated from God, and that is called spiritually, spiritual death. Death means separation in its most basic sense. Spiritual death is separation from God. The only way that we can be reconciled to God and our spirit be quickened and made alive is through Christ. So we have to continue in His Word, in His law of liberty, and then we'll know the truth, and the truth will make us free. Glory to God. Well, for the last couple lessons, we've been talking about, we've been teaching a series called Stir It Up, talking about stirring up the gift of God that's on the inside of us. We've been looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we'll look there again today. 2 Timothy 1, beginning with verse 3, Paul is nearing the end of his ministry, the end of his course here on earth. He's in a Roman dungeon, and he has it in his heart that this is, um, his time is drawing near. If you look in 2 Timothy Uh, chapter 4, we won't do that right now, but if you look in chapter 4, he says, I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. My departure is at hand. In other words, he's fixing to get out of here. He's fixing to leave the earth and go to be with the Lord. You don't want to leave early. The enemy will do his level best to try and take you out early so that you don't fulfill your assignment. Every one of us as believers has an assignment from the Lord. And as we'll see in just a moment, every one of us has a gift of God on the inside of us. And that gift is needed in the earth today. God needs you, and He has a special assignment for each one of you, each one of us. He has an assignment for me. He has an assignment for you. And God needs you to do your assignment so that His will can be accomplished in the earth. 
Now, if you refuse to cooperate, does that mean the plan of God's not going to come to pass? Well, certainly not. God's the Almighty. He will find someone who will cooperate with him. But think about it this way. We have the honor and the privilege of getting to have a part in the plan of God, a part of his will coming to pass in the earth. But the only way we can have a part is if we cooperate with him and refuse to check out of here early. Amen. Study out the scriptures on that. The, the scripture has a lot to say about that. Don't just gloss over that and think, well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with you on that, Jonathan. Well, it's not about agreeing with me. You know, if, if I'm wrong, then, then I'm wrong, and I'll admit it. If we are going off of what Jonathan knows, then we're very limited. Always take it back to the Word. What does the Word of God say about this? And if you, if you think you disagree, well, study the Scriptures. And then show me the Scriptures where I'm wrong, and I'll, I'll change. But what we need to do is we need to study the Scriptures open-hearted and be willing to make adjustments in our own heart. Not try and adjust the Scriptures to what we believe, but adjust what we believe to what the Scriptures say. After all, the Word of God is the truth that makes us free. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning with verse 3, he says, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. Now he's talking about Timothy was Paul's son in the faith. They, they called each other father and son in the faith. They had a very close relationship. The Lord connected them together for a purpose, and they were stronger together. And Paul is saying that he's separated from Timothy, and he wants Timothy to come see him because they were both sad that they had to be separated. But Paul's saying, come see me one last time before I get out of here, before I leave the earth, that my joy may be full. Verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Now, we've talked about this word unfeigned before. That simply means genuine. To feign, F-E-I-G-N, to feign means to pretend. So if, you, if Timothy has unfeigned faith, then he has not pretend faith. He has genuine faith, real faith in God. I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in the, thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. So notice here, he says, I'm calling to remembrance. I'm remembering that you have genuine faith. And then he, in you, genuine faith in God lives in you. And then he says, wherefore, or we might say, as a result of 
you having genuine faith in God stir up the gift of God inside of you. If you're a believer, you have the gift of God on the inside of you. You have been shown God's grace. And that is on the inside of you. That is the gift that is inside of you. And he says, stir it up. Stir it up. Now, we've seen in previous lessons, and if this is the first time you're joining us in this series, please go back and listen to the other lessons. It'll really help you. I believe the Lord's giving us some good things and he's building us up um, step by step through these lessons. But we talked previously about how it's, it's like a fire. And the, the original text literally says, fan it into flame. You know, if you have a fire, like a campfire, and you let it burn down and you, and you don't keep feeding it, it's going to burn down to just embers. But as long as you have those embers, you can, you're going to have to work a little bit at it, but you can blow on it gently and throw some stuff that'll burn quickly, like leaves and paper, onto it, and it'll start back up again. And then you can gradually put bigger stuff on it, small sticks and kindling like that. And then once you get it going good, you can eventually start putting some bigger logs on it and it'll stay burning. But you got to fan it into flame. You got to stir it up again if it starts to dwindle. And that's what can happen to the passion that's on the inside of us, that inner fire, one version calls it. That inner fire that's on the inside of us, that passion for the Lord that love that we had for the Lord at the first, if we don't keep it fed and don't keep stirring it up, it's going to dwindle. Jesus said that because of iniquity, the love of many will wax cold because of iniquity. So you're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on what all's going on in the world. You're focused on all the negative things going on in the world, letting all that into you. And that can cause your love for God to grow cold. Be careful what you let into your heart. Proverbs 4 says, Guard your heart above all else, for out of it is the spring of life. That's where your life's course is determined, is from your heart. So we, you need, we need to guard what we let into our heart. Because what gets into our heart is going to determine where we're going in life. And how do you guard what gets into your heart? What comes in your eyes and what comes in your ears. Believers have no business letting the trash of the world just flow into them nonstop, unchecked. You know, I heard... Uh, Brother Jeremy Pearson say this one time. He said, the world has very little to offer by way of entertainment to a believer. There, there is very few things that the world has to offer that we as believers should have a part in. I'm talking about books, movies, TV shows, you know, all this stuff, music, we have to be careful about it. Now, I'm not talking about being legalistic and, oh, you can't do anything and can't have any fun. I'm just saying, 
Guard your heart. Watch what's getting into your heart. Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're listening to stuff all the time, just kind of unconsciously hearing it, listening to it, it's getting down into you. Whatever it may be, good or bad, it's getting down into you. And then when you least expect it, it's going to pop out of your mouth. You know, I heard a story about um, Brother Kenneth Copeland. He was, um, he's a pilot, and he flew his plane into um, an airport somewhere. And this guy was working on his plane, I think refueling it or something for him. Anyway, the guy comes around, and, and he wasn't paying attention, I guess, and just bangs his head right into the wing of the plane. Now, my grandpa was a pilot, and he, he flew a certain type of plane called Cessna, and he said, you can always tell Cessna pilots because they got a little red mark on their, on their forehead. The wing is just level with your forehead. And this guy did that. He wasn't paying attention. He banged his head right into that wing. And you can imagine it hurt. And just without thinking, you know, an expletive comes out of his mouth. Oh, blankety blank. And then he looks up and sees Brother Copeland and knows he's a preacher. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, preacher. I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Brother Copeland just looked at him and said, hey, don't let me cramp your style. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So now we just know what you're full of. <laughs> we, we don't want to be full of that. So how do we do that? How do we, how do we not be full of that? Guard what gets down into your heart. Only put things in your heart that are good. Jesus said, a, a good tree bears good fruit. A corrupt tree, a bad tree, bears corrupt, bad fruit. The fruit is a result of the root. And the root of our life is our heart. So guard your heart. Don't let just any old thing into your heart. Because if you let the world's stuff in, and we saw this in one of our previous lessons, all this other stuff coming in can choke the word and can stifle that passion, that flame of, of our love for God and cause it to grow cold. So we don't want to do that. We want to root out the weeds of our spiritual garden. And then last time we talked about what do we do, how do we keep this flame stirred up? Well, one big area is to remember that was the title of last time, last week's message, Remember. That might be the shortest title for a message I've ever taught. Remember, one word. Remember. What are we remembering? We're remembering who God is, what He, what he is to us, what He's done for us, and who we are in Him. Now, we looked at Psalm 103, and we looked at a lot of verses in that psalm, pretty much the whole psalm. And we'll just look at a couple highlights today. We won't read the whole thing for time's sake. But we'll look over there real quickly. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. First off, notice who he's talking to. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He's talking to his soul. He's not talking to God. He's not talking to other people. He's talking to his own soul and all that is within him. He's talking to his soul, which is his mind, his will, and his emotions. And he's talking to all that is within him. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself. And this is how you stir it up. Notice what he's doing. He's giving his soul a command. Soul, bless the Lord. Nope, nope, you stop it. You stop thinking about that. You stop, you stop going off on all that. You bless the Lord. You will bless the Lord. There is a chain of spiritual authority. And we have authority over our own mind. My mind is my mind. Say that out loud. My mind is my mind. And yes, I am saying mind, M-I-N-D, mind. My mind is my mind. I know sometimes the accent can mess with you. I'm from the South, okay? Give me a break. But my mind is my mind. I don't have to think about anything that I don't want to think about. Sometimes we think that um, thoughts are just kind of like there, you know? They just happen. We don't have any control over it and every thought that comes to us, well, boy, I wonder why I'm thinking about that. Gee whiz, that's terrible. Let's not think about that. And then it just keeps coming back to you and you think, man, what is wrong with me that I'm thinking about that? Well, not every thought originates from you. Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say it this way, you can't control the birds, you can, excuse me, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. In other words, <clears throat> you can't prevent thoughts from coming into your head. Thoughts can come into your head from outside somewhere. Thoughts can come from God. Thoughts can come from the enemy. Thoughts can come from you. Thoughts can come from other people. Thoughts can come from any number of places. They're not all from you. The difference is you get to pick which thoughts you meditate on and which thoughts you keep and claim and dwell on. We know this is true in, just in the natural. You know, if, if words are containers of thoughts. So if we're listening to someone talk and we don't like what they're saying, we'll, we'll just let it go in one ear and out the other, right? We're, we have no intention of acting on it. We have no intention of retaining it. We're just going to let it go in one ear and out the other. That's the way thoughts work. We get to pick and choose which thoughts we keep. 
And what we need to do as believers is only keep those thoughts that are edifying, that build us up in the Lord and encourage us to keep that passion burning. So notice he's saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. Take these thoughts, take these thoughts and keep these thoughts that build you up, that stir up that passion and flame. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. All right, here are some thoughts that we need to take. We need to not let these thoughts go in one ear and out the other. These are thoughts we need to keep and hold on to because these thoughts will stir up the gift of God on the inside of us. If we keep this in front of our eyes, coming into our ears, then that will feed that flame and stir up the gift of God on the inside of us. Get this down into our hearts. Forget not all his benefits. So now he starts listing some. Benefit number one in verse three, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Number two, who healeth all thy diseases. And then he keeps on going. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. And then he goes on from here. Talking about who the Lord is. And talking about his character. And how great and matchless and marvelous he is. And then he keeps on going. And he starts talking about what he has done for us. Let's drop down to verse 10. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. He didn't give us what we deserved. We were sinners before we accepted Jesus, and we deserved nothing but judgment and hell. But Jesus bore that for us so that we don't have to bear it. As long as we put our faith and our trust in him, We don't have to bear that. He bore it for us. So we instead get to partake of God's grace and mercy. Verse 11. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Can you measure how tall the sky is? Well, no, that's infinite, infinite distance. That's how great his mercy is to us when we accept him. Now, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If you start out on the globe and you start going west, you will never find yourself going east. That is, again, infinite distance. And that's how far When you accepted Jesus and became born again, that's as far as your sins are from you. So far, you can't even measure it. God has taken away your sins and iniquities in Christ. 
And we need to remember this. And we need to stir ourselves up about this. You know, you might be, you might be thinking, well, Jonathan, I've, I've been saved a long time. I know that. Well, great. I'm glad you know it. But do you believe it? Well, yeah, I believe it. Well, okay. Faith comes by hearing, not by having heard. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't say having heard. I heard that 40 years ago. Great. I'm glad you heard it 40 years ago. I'm glad you believed it and put your faith in it. But you can't live on yesterday's faith. You have to have faith coming in for today. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, by trusting God. Live by faith. And 2 Corinthians 5 says we walk by faith. Every day, our life, every step we take in our life should be done in faith. Should be done trusting God, believing God. And how do we do that? We keep ourselves stirred up. We keep ourselves passionate about the Lord and about His Word. And we do this by remembering His goodness to us and keeping those things in our heart. Keeping them before our eyes, keeping them in our ears, keeping them in the midst of our heart. Amen. We do this and we will be stirred up. We remind ourselves of these things and we will get stirred up. I mean, goodness, I, I teach these lessons each time, each week, and I get stirred up each time I do it. I'm so excited about the Word, so excited about the Lord, and every time I get into His Word, it just stirs me up again. Now, I'm just like any other person. If I get away from it and start focusing on other things, then that passion can start to dwindle. But when I get back into the Word and I start reminding myself of all the good things that God has done for me, who He is to me, who I am in Him, then that stirs me up again. So now you may be experiencing challenging situations. There's no way I can, under, I can know every situation everybody's going through. You may be going through some rough times where your faith in God's being is kind of under attack. You may be going through a challenging situation in relationships. You may be going through a challenging time at your job. You may be struggling financially. You may be dealing with sickness or disease in your body. I don't know. But I do know this. The answer is to have faith in God. The answer is to trust God. Believe what His Word says and act on it. And you will come out. You will overcome. And I know that's a bold statement. I know that's an absolute, but it is the truth. 2 Corinthians 2 says, 
that God always causes us to triumph in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Always. Always. Every time we trust in Him and believe in Him, we will triumph and come out victorious. But we got to keep ourselves stirred up. So I challenge you, go back and look in the Word of God. See who God is to you. See who you are in Him and remind yourself of it. Look back over your own life. See what God has done for you. Write it down. And then go back and remember these things. And as you do, start rehearsing it to yourself. Relive those situations the Lord's brought you through. Remind yourself of who He is to you. Remind yourself of who you are in Him. And that will stir you up and stir up that passion and that flame on the inside of you. And you will experience the victory that God has purchased for you. Glory to God. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, be sure and subscribe and follow us so that you never miss an episode of The Fortress of Truth. And be sure and join us again next time as we continue stirring it up, talking about stirring up the gift of God on the inside of us. Well, we'll see you next time on The Fortress of Truth.